Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Trapping Today podcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Wood from trappingtoday.com. Um, if you're new here and you don't know much about Trapping Today, it's a website that I started about 10 years ago to provide trapping information and, and throw a bunch of stuff out there and, and uh, keep people up to date on all kinds of different things as it relates to trapping. And uh, had a lot of fun there. Been doing a lot more recently, amping things up a little bit, and uh, been delving into a bunch of different trapping-related topics. Um, also, you can check me out uh, on Instagram at Trapping Today, D-O-T-C-O-M, and uh, post up pictures there periodically of the trap line and other stuff. You can find YouTube channel at Trapping Today. As of right now, I get about uh, close to 70 videos on there and uh, just try to provide some things that, that uh, are more difficult to explain in a podcast or in writing or pictures um, just uh, throw up a few videos there every so often and uh, anyway it's great to have you guys all here so I am going to shift gears a little bit in this episode of the podcast so this is going to be volume one of the lure and bait making series that I'm starting up. And uh, this is kind of a, a new thing that I wanted to go into in great detail and depth because I am starting, have started my journey venture as an amateur lure maker. So I thought, what the heck, why not take you along and try to teach other trappers as I learn um, the, the whole lure and bait making thing. So I decided to uh, put together uh, a series of podcasts that will sort of help you learn as I learn and, and force me to, to uh, dig down and deep and, and try different things and, uh, and maybe uh, provide some value to you if you're looking to make your own trap and lures. So just a little bit about how I got started into making uh, making trapping lures. Uh, again, I haven't been doing it for very long. So I've been trapping since, uh, oh, somewhere between 15 and 20 years now. It, it all kind of blends together. But I started trapping when I was in high school. And all the time I've trapped, I've, you know, I've never done it full time. I've always been either in school or working. Uh, but all the time that I've done it, I've you know, I've always just kind of relied on um, the reputable lure manufacturers to provide uh, what I needed and to get whatever bait I could find uh, to use on the trap line. And it was fine and, and it worked great. And I never really thought about or had an interest in, in making my own. So that all kind of changed on the Martin trap line two years ago because I started running into a little bit of an issue and it probably wasn't as big of an issue as I thought it was but at the time I was pretty upset because we were getting a lot of rain and I was having a really hard time with uh, getting any of the lures that I had purchased to hold up to the rain and I was trapping um, I was using cages for Martin and Fisher and uh, there wasn't a lot of cover over the lure Actually, I was, I was using some call lure at different sets and different types of lure. And and what I like to do is place that 
a little bit of ways away from the bait, especially if it's a little bit of a strong lure because you you kind of want the animal to get the lure. The idea of the lure in the Martin trap line is to, to get that animal to key in on the set location. And then at that point, they can ideally find the bait and, uh, and go and work the set. But a lot of trappers will tell you if you put really strong lure right on top of the bait, uh, it might create a little less of an incentive for the marten to go in uh, after the bait, depending on the conditions. If it's super, super cold, then some guys put lure right on top of the, the bait, smear it right on. But anyway, I was running into some issues, and I I didn't like all the lures I was using. I, I just couldn't find anything that was going to be waterproof and was going to uh, to, to hold up to, uh, to the cold weather and, and all that. So I bought three different types of lures. None of them worked the way I wanted them to. They smelled great, but uh, after you know an inch of rain, they they kind of just uh, wore away. So I basically the first thing I did was I bought I went to the store, got some Vaseline, and I had bought some skunk essence, mixed skunk essence into Vaseline, and uh, smeared that out, and and that did you know that kind of held me over to the rest of the season. And uh, the the issue, you know, it worked. A lot of guys use it. Problem is the Vaseline tends to crust over and seal in odors after a few days. And you got to keep re-smearing it to try and get that skunk odor back out. So it wasn't perfect. And, and you know, that just, sometimes that's just the way it is. At a, on a trap line, things aren't working out the way you want. And typically you just adjust. Well, it kind of opened the door for me to, to think about this in a bit of a different way. And I get to thinking, well, what if I had the ability to make my own lure? Then I could make adjustments like this on the fly. If I wanted something to be a certain way or I noticed something I didn't quite like the way the lure was performing, I could just make some changes, make up a new batch, and, and try different things. So... Um, I thought about it for a while, and then I kind of hit the pause button, and we were in the off season, and, and I stopped uh, stopped thinking about it. Just kind of went to the back of my mind. So spring came, the following spring, and I started talking a little bit around that time with Kyle Cotts from Cotts Brothers Lures, and uh, they were doing some advertising on trapping today. They still are, and I I decided, you know. They they were we came up with an advertising agreement and and uh, I decided to make a couple of orders on the site and uh, you know make sure that I I was happy with their service and I could recommend them to people. So I was looking at what they had and they had a lot of lure and bait making stuff and I get to thinking well you know I that kind of thought in the back of my mind about making my own trapping lure kind of came to the forefront again. I thought you know what? I ought to check this out so. Um, I ordered a couple of uh, their books and DVDs on lure and bait making, and I ordered some some supplies. Um, got those in, started watching them, started learning a little bit, and made another order with a lot more supplies, and numerous orders after that with far more supplies, and I kind of started to get into things a little bit. So it was... Uh, it was pretty interesting. I started experimenting with with different things, and and I have told this story before about how I I did formulate a long distance call lure 
that I'm currently using on the Martin Trapline. I don't know as it's the best lure and certainly not the best for all conditions, but it's been working for me. Um, I do. I have sold a fair number of bottles of it this winter. I'm always excited to hear back from people to see how it works for them. But um, that was kind of how I got my start in uh, in the the lure making stuff. So so very much a novice with essentially no background on this. Um, however, you know from listening to previous podcast episodes that I'm. I have for a long time been highly skeptical of the hocus pocus and the secrets of lure making and and uh, the the whole the secrecy around all, a lot of aspects of the industry. I just it's just not not me. So that kind of leads into this whole deal where I I don't know much, but I'm learning, and I don't know if I'll ever be a commercial type lure maker and and sell traditional commercial lures um, but I can what I can say right now is that my coming up in trapping world in the modern era we're not dealing with uh, the secrecy that that was around back in the fur boom in the 70s and 80s uh, this is this is a whole different deal where information is absolutely everywhere um, it's easy to find. Uh, there's a lot of noise out there. It's actually hard sometimes to find quality information because there's so much out there. And for the past 10 years in trapping today, I've been just focusing on providing information to people free of charge. So um, that's kind of in my DNA as a trapper is helping other people out and trying to make everybody else better trappers. You know, we're dealing less with competition now and more with the issue of dwindling trapper numbers in many places, animal rights groups, uh, restrictive regulations, and sort of a decline in the trapping industry and the fur industry as a whole. So it's a struggle, and there's an incentive for us as trappers to help and encourage people to get into this, not discourage them. So that's kind of my deal. Uh, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to share information, so it would be extremely difficult for me to have a secret lure formulation that um, I held quiet and, and kept that to myself uh, so that I could sell more bottles of it. I, maybe I would do that. I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see myself being very comfortable with that. So, you know, what I decided to do with my long distance call lure is, is I'm going to share the ingredients and the proportions of all that with everybody. And uh, that'll come out by the time you listen to it. This that'll be out on a YouTube video, I'm sure. And uh, I've expressed the idea that I think it would be nice to have maybe a line of lures where the guy shares with you everything that's in those lures. Maybe that's something I'll do in the future. Is um, you know when I start start learning and getting better, is is providing lures where you know you you want to make your own lures. Um, you don't want to go through the hassle and the effort and order all of the ingredients and, and make a mess and have the place to do it. But you kind of want to know what's in them. And, uh, you know, nobody does that nowadays. Today, I don't know if anybody in the lure industry has ever shared exactly what's in their lures and, and how they make them. Um, for the most part, people would be crazy to do that because they have a lot invested in it. 
Um, the point where I'm at, I don't have anything invested in it, so so maybe I have a unique opportunity to do that. Um, but anyway, enough about that. Um, I the bottom line is uh, I'm a complete novice, and if you are experiencing the lure making trade and you're listening to this, uh, you can call me out if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm okay. I don't have um, much of an ego at all when it comes to this stuff, um, but but I do know that I can communicate with people and I can teach people. I have experience doing that. And so what I see this project as being is kind of a, the idea of, of me being a, a leading learner. So I learn the concepts of lure making as best I can and practice those things and teach you along the way. So um, I can I can kind of gain credibility over time and learn new things, get feedback from you guys and uh, and I'm willing to share a lot of things that maybe you're not gonna gonna see from other uh, other people. So that's that's where I'm headed. Um, I kind of uh, I think there's some potential there. I hope I hope this will be popular and people will will check it out. I, I also have some ideas uh, about developing some kits for people, some lure making kits for beginners to to get started and a tool around and making their own lures and get more comfortable with it. Um, so anyway, with that, I'm going to move on and talk about the current resources we have as beginning lure makers uh, to get into this thing, um, you know, where where we can go to learn uh, right now today. So I have in my hands right now a catalog from F&T for Harvesters Trading Post, one of the big trap and supply dealers. And uh, I pulled this up because they have basically all of the lure and bait making books and DVDs that are on the market today all put together in one page. So I thought this would be an interesting little um, interesting place for us to get started on what's actually available in the market right now. And I added these up. There are six DVDs and uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven, I believe eight books. And I added these up and if you were to say I, I need I wanna learn I wanna buy every single one of these and get into this deal right now, I got a subtotal of three hundred and twenty three dollars and thirty cents plus shipping. <laughs> so um so there's a lot there. I have about half of them and I'm working on getting the others as the money comes in. So I get a I get a little check from some advertising on Trapping Today and I pick up some more supplies and some lure and bait making books and maybe a DVD here and there. So let's start with uh, the DVDs. So you have just a uh, you know, few names here. Um, most guys won't share stuff. Uh, you know, it's just it's not in the best interest of their business so um, they're not making a div- bunch of DVDs like they will for you know, coyote trapping or whatever. And this is a bit of a small niche, but you got Johnny Thorpe. So Johnny, legendary trapper, um, upstate New York. Uh, he's passed away uh, a couple years ago, um, but he did put together a lure and bait making DVD. It's uh, 40 bucks. To see the many aspects of lure and bait making, all the way from ingredients to formulas used. Be given many different lure and scent recipes used on today's market, from deer to most fur bears. DVD is a must-see for everyone who wants to learn the secrets of the trade. 105 minutes. So I haven't got Johnny's video yet. Um, I've heard that it's a little bit tough to watch. The audio is is a little difficult to understand sometimes. 
Um, but I'm looking forward to, to learning from, from Johnny, one of the masters. So we'll check it out. Um, I have both of Kellen Kotz's DVDs. So Kellen's a, a much younger guy in the in the trapping lure making industry. And he, uh, a lot of old timers probably will say, well, he doesn't have nearly enough gray hair to, to know anything about this. Um, and, and he may be green in a few areas. I don't know. But all I know is they've been, he's been doing it for over 20 years. Um, they were mixing up lures in their parents' kitchen when they were kids. So um, he shares a lot of information in these DVDs. The first one is called In the Lure Room. And a complete video lure guide to lure and bait making. Um, I've got I've got that one in front of me here. It's a little over two hours, published in 2012. And the other one is called Cracking the Code: In-Depth Lure and Bait Formulation. That one was put out in 2015. Um, in the Lure Room, I've watched two, three times now. Uh, Cracking the Code, I've only watched once, so uh, I get it. I get to watch that a little more. But they both they seem to be quite similar to each other. And uh, there's there's a lot of good information there. You don't you know you know they're not going to tell you what they use in in their signature lure line, uh, but they do give you a lot of ideas and a lot of formulas and make it pretty simple. Um, we also have another Johnny Thorpe DVD gland extraction and lure preparation. Shows you all you need to know about extracting animal glands. Shows extraction of different species. Um, and you get valuable information on tincturing, formulating lures, and a detailed synopsis of skunk essence and its value. It's an hour long, uh, 40 bucks. I another one I don't have. I I will be getting eventually. And we have Nick Wyshynski or Wyshynski. I'm not sure how Nick pronounces it, uh, but he has a video formulating trapping lures and baits. Uh, very experienced old timer that's been doing this for a long, long time has provided uh, these lure making ingredients to to other lure makers for many, many decades. It says it's packed with information on Glen lures, call lures, food lures, baits, formulas, closely guarded secrets, and much more. Some very popular lures and baits sold today came from Nick's shop. Two hours, twenty-seven minutes. Um, I've heard it's a little bit slow. It's hard to sit through. But uh, I haven't watched it. I'm actually very excited to get this one as well. It is 50 bucks, so it's the most expensive one out there. But uh, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be useful. I've got a couple of Nick's books. Um, they're 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 not the you know be all end all lure making, but they're good resources. And then finally, we've got uh, Clint Locklear lure and bait making DVD. Uh, contains down-to-earth info for making lures and baits yourself. Some of the topics covered: building lure bases, thoughts on fixative tinctures, perfume oils, flavorings, extracts, glands, different fish oils, um, and so on. Um, I have this one. I've watched it twice. I get a, I get to watch it a, another. I think I've watched it three times now. Um, so so this one, Clint's DVD. Start off by saying all of these are. Vet- all the ones I've seen are very valuable, the lure making DVDs and books, because even if you pick up just a little piece of information, it, it can be worth uh, 10 times over the, uh, the money you pay for the book or DVD in the course of your career as a lure maker. But uh, Clint doesn't show any real formulas in this, so if you're expecting that, uh, it's not it's not what you're going to get. Um, he, it, he kind of, you know, he... He skirts a lot the issue of, 
you know, the the whole idea of secrecy. I think he he has a lot of respect for trying to main, maintain um, the whole, you know, the these proprietary secrets in the industry without trying to let too much out. And and I can understand that and respect that. He's kind of, you know, Clint is not really the youngest generation. And he's not the older generation. He's kind of somewhere in between there. And uh, he's learned a lot from the old timers. But he's got he's had the energy and ambitious nature of uh, the younger guys. Um, and he's done a lot of marketing tactics um, that are kind of the new media way of doing things. That things that I'm doing. Um, and and he's just done. He's done a great job in everything he's done. This is no exception. However, it it's not it's three hours long, but it's you're not you're not gonna see you're not gonna learn how to make lure and bait from this DVD. What you're gonna learn is uh, various random techniques and ideas and tips on how to do certain things, and those put together will be very valuable. So I think it's a good addition to. Uh, to your library as the lure maker but don't buy this I don't want you to buy this and then think well you're going to sit down and by the end of the three hours you're going to be able to formulate a lure or bait from start to finish because it's just not that type of video so that's it for the DVDs now the books um, I mentioned so Kellen Cotts um, he had uh, those two DVDs he also put out the uh, the encyclopedia of lure and bait making uh, that's a, a book, and it basically, so just to go back, uh, Nick Wyshynski had a book called Trapper's Guide to Using Essential Oils, Essences, Powders, and Crystals. It's a 40-page guide. I've got it here, and basically what it is is the vast majority of those 40 pages is explaining to you all the different scents and ingredients used in lure making. And it gives you a little bit of information on on what they do, how what kind of effect they have on animals, and so on, and then it gives you maybe one or two type formulas, uh, two, three, four, kind of broad formulas on on making baits or lures. And Kellen's book is essentially the same as that, but updated, um, quite a few years newer and with newer information. And he adds a few um, additional things based on on his experience and knowledge. Um, but both of those books pretty much give you the same information. Uh, Nick Wyshynski also has a book, Formulating and Compounding Animal Lures and Baits. Uh, another book that's been around for, for quite a while. Is, um, oh, it was first printed quite a while ago. Um, and it goes through, the again, the ingredients, but it also actually has some chapters on formulations and does give you uh, quite a few different lure formulas and bait formulas that you can use. Um, he does things uh, the way he makes lures and baits is maybe um, a little bit different than a lot of other things I've read. Uh, and for better or worse, some of a lot of he basically he's doing a lot of aging for long periods of time, um, and so it it kind of and, and a lot of things that that require basically um, you start formulating this and you may not be able to use it for two years or a year or two years. Um, but he, ha he has a variety. There's things that you can use right off as well. Um, that's a whole other topic uh, that, that we'll go over in the future is, uh, is aging these things.
Uh, so then the other books we have, uh, Nick Wyshynski has a third book called Making and Using Lures and Baits. And it's 63 pages. I don't know how different it is than the other two. I do. I have actually ordered that recently, so I should have it soon. And I'll be able to review that on Trapping Today. Um, Russ Carmen's book, Musk Mystery and Misconceptions. I almost don't want to share it because it's so good. Um, this is, is the absolute resource. The, the best resource uh, by far of all of these books and DVDs is, is that book from, from Russ. So um, that's probably all I'll say on it. You just, you got to pick it up and buy it and read it. Um, I would say probably half the people that read it aren't necessarily going to understand or use all the information that's in there. But uh, if you read that and you follow that book, um, you're you're going to be happy that you did. It's it's a there's a lot of information there from a lot of experience, and Russ is an awfully sharp guy. He 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 takes lure making very seriously, and it is a science. It is an absolute science for him. Um, Russ also has a book, The Complete Guide to Lures and Baits, 61 pages, and I'm assuming I don't have that. I've got that on order. I'm assuming it's very similar to uh, Kellen's and Nick's books where they, they talk about um, the basic, the different ingredients and, and what they're used for. Uh, Charles Dobbins, The Legend, uh, Evaluation of Lures, Baits, and Urine. So this is not like a lure-making book, but it's it's kind of, as I understand it, it's a, a, it's a study guide to help you better understand uh, the part that lures, baits, and urines play on the trap line. So you're going to learn how they're used and how to evaluate them uh, once you formulate a lure. And to round it out, we got Leonard Pavek, P-A-V-E-K, uh, the making of baits, lures, and attractors for fox and coyote. It's just a really short pamphlet for three dollars and ninety-five cents. I I also have ordered that. I I don't expect much from a four-dollar pamphlet, but you never know. You might pick something up. There's also a few others that are just like photocopied sheets from people's formulas, and I've bought a few of those recently and, and looked them over. And, you know, not much to them, but you never know. There, there could be something in there that could be pretty interesting. Um, so that's what we have for books and DVDs, and uh, I'm going to have a section on trapping today uh, that is dedicated to lure making. Um, I, you know, I already ha actually have. If you go in there and you you go search down to categories, and you go on the lure making, you're gonna see uh, all the stuff I've posted related to making lures. And the, I, I'm gonna provide reviews of these books and DVDs. Uh, I did Clint's the other day, uh, lure making DVD. I reviewed that, so that's available on trappingtoday.com. And uh, you'll see the rest of these over time. They'll be available as book reviews. And you'll be able to have links where you can click on them and buy the books. Uh, so check that out, Trapping Today, um, and search for Lure Making. Um, I'll actually have, I'll put together a page. It'll be trappingtoday.com slash lure making just to make it easier for you. Um, so finally, that's kind of an overview of what I what we have for resources, my background, what I want to do, and now moving forward, uh, I'm going to start with the basics, and basically I'm just going to teach you and, and share information with you. may not be teaching you much, but 
uh, I'll do my best share information with you as I learn it. So I just uh, sat down the other day and I was kind of brainstorming and I came up with different topics on lure making that came to mind. And this is this is absolutely not a comprehensive list, not even close. This is just some beginning topics that I thought about. And this is in no order whatsoever. So uh, I'm just going to read this off so you can get an idea of the types of things we're going to cover moving moving on in this sort of lure making journey that we're going on. So um, the, the first one is the, the lure making resources, the books and DVDs that I just went over. I'll have a, I'll have a, a post on that on trapping today. Uh, second thing, uh, types of lure. So what are the different types of lure? Uh, what's a food lure, a gland lure, a call lure? What are the different uh, purposes of each of those? And uh, in what situations would you use them in? What they're made up of? The difference between fresh and aged glands. Uh, why you would use either of those, fresh versus aged. Preservatives in lure making. I've I've actually put together uh, something on that already, and I'll cover it in the next episode uh, about preserving lures and preserving uh, bait, meat for trapping bait. Uh, the tools and supplies you need to make lures and the different materials. Um, also ingredients. I don't know if I have ingredients written down here. The idea of keeping good records in lure making and how you can be a good record keeper and make sure you know uh, what you what you made. I'm going to need to practice some discipline and learn how to do that right. Uh, beaver tail oil. I've had a couple questions on that. Uh, how to make beaver tail oil and its importance in lure making. I got a video up right now on YouTube on on rendering beaver tail oil. Understanding skunk essence. That's a major part of many cold weather and long distance call lures. Um, we'll, we'll go over, get, try to get an understanding of that. Uh, molecular weight of lures and how this relates to lure performance. This is one that I don't know if we know a whole heck of a lot about right now, uh, most lure makers and, and myself and most people in the trapping industry in general. I don't know. I don't know which ingredients weigh more than others. Um, so which ones tend to float higher? Which ones tend to sink down onto the ground? How an animal picks apart scent in a lure. Um, and different ingredients and the different scents that each of those holds. Odor dispersal how, and how odor dispersal is affected by different weather patterns. Tinctures. What is a tincture? Why would you tincture an ingredient and how do you do it? Antifreeze. Using antifreeze in lures. Uh, its purpose and its uh, effectiveness and how to do it. Making your first lure. How do you get started? Um, what are the steps you take? Beaver caster, another important component of lure making. Uh, what is what's it in its importance? How to use it in different lures? Testing, the idea of testing different lures and how to do that properly. This whole concept of lure making as an art versus a science. That's something I've thought about a lot, and a lot of people have talked about. Uh, the whole white lab coat thing versus the the guy just trying out a bunch of different things um, on the fly. 
uh, olfactory receptor database. I looked at some of that stuff. There's some interesting things from the uh, perfume industry. There's a database called SuperScent um, about all the different scents that are used in, in perfume. Uh, and a lot of that can apply and help us as lure makers. Uh, the recipe mindset of lure making. The pros and cons of that. Do you follow a detailed recipe? Do you copy someone's recipe? Do you make your own? Do you have a recipe that doesn't change? Or do you have to make changes on the fly depending on the potency or the quality of the different ingredients that you have? Um, and then again, going back to the whole lure making as an art and, and how that applies and, and how lure making uh, can be considered more of an art similar to a uh, the the process that a painter goes through when when they're producing a piece of art so those are a bunch of topics um, if you have any additional topics that you'd like to learn about absolutely shoot me an email jrodwood at gmail.com um, or make a, a comment here on the post for this podcast and uh and let me know what else you would like to hear about. And I'm just going to kind of pick away at those different topics um, pretty randomly and try to learn as much about them as I can and share that with you in future episodes. So thank you for tuning in to Volume 1 of the Lure and Bait Making series on the Trapping Today podcast. Glad to have you here, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.